Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the air till 4 o'clock. And after 4 o'clock, you go to the iHeart app for the John and Ken podcast, John and Ken On Demand. So in case you're just joining us now and you wonder what the hell went happened, what happened in the first two hours, go to the podcast after 4. A uh, quick update on something we talked about earlier in the show. The Manhattan adjunct college professor at Hunter College who threatened a New York Post reporter with a machete to the neck when he came to her home to ask her about an incident where she disrupted a pro-life student table by flipping it over and cursing at all the kids there, uh, has been fired. No. She's been removed from her position. Yes. Hunter College uh, removed her. And she's also suing NYPD for allegedly abusing her during the 2020 George Floyd protests. (laughs) <laughs> that also emerged in the news this afternoon. What? So. Just because she put a machete to a reporter's neck? Oh, there's great photos and she, video of it. It's unbelievable. Wasn't she expressing herself? She was, and she's protecting her home. Right, stand your ground <laughs> from the invasive media. Hey, look, she... she, she oh, she claims she suffered nerve, dam- nerve damage after being zip-tied. Uh-huh. Back in 2020 when she was protesting. Oh, sounds like she's trying to change the subject. Uh, well, no, they just found out that there's that lawsuit yes. that was already filed. Crazy person. Of they course dug she into became, her background. Of course she became a professor. All right, we're now going to talk to a man by the name of Austin Vander Hayden. Now, who is he and why are we having him on? He's the Municipal Affairs Liaison at the Goldwater Institute. They filed a friend of the court brief and supported business and property owners suing the city of Phoenix for maintaining a huge homeless encampment, which has been known as The Zone. And a Phoenix judge gave them the green light to finally dismantle that encampment. And we're going to find out how this happened. We did talk about this story a couple of months ago, and the New York Times profiled this it's, homeless encampment in downtown Phoenix. It looks larger than anything you'll see in Los Angeles. Uh, Austin, are you there? 
I am. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. We we have been tracking this story in in recent weeks. Describe to us the zone so that that people can understand just the vastness of of this encampment. Sure. So you know, you, your listeners know their governments failed them on this this issue. And you know, in Phoenix, we've been dealing with this central homeless encampment of about a thousand people. Uh, in a few square blocks who are on the streets in front of businesses and residential properties. I mean, there's, there's horror stories of, you know, babies being burned in the streets, uh, people being found burned to death in dumpsters. Business owners are having to seal their lining of their windows and doors to stop feces and urine from seeping in. Uh, drugs, rape, prostitution, theft, gang activity is all normal in this area. And all this is happening because the city of Phoenix is just you know, uh, refuse to enforce the law. And I know similar things are happening all across California and, and much of the country. But uh, as you mentioned, you know, a state judge here in Arizona issued a ruling on that lawsuit that we were involved in, um, which says that the city's at fault for this lawlessness that's been occurring. And they're fault for letting this problem get out of, get out of hand, forcing law-abiding citizens to clean up their mess. And, and the cities just can't kick the can down the road anymore. They have to enforce the law. And I think this lawsuit's a real sign of hope for other California cities how long, cities across America. How long did it take to become a thousand-person encampment that spread over many city blocks? Yeah, so there's always kind of been a, a presence in that area. There's a few shelter services and, and things of that nature. And so it's always kind of been, you know, there, there's always kind of been that, that presence. But really in the last couple of years, the last two or three years, it's just gotten completely out of hand. And talk about the – this has come up on our show many times, Austin – the 2019th Ninth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals made a decision, Martin versus the city of Boise, that even here in L.A., everybody's using, that prohibits cities from enforcing anti-public camping laws against, mm -hmm. as described as involuntarily homeless people. But, I mean, what are the specifics of that, and how did that enter into what happened in Phoenix? Sure. So, uh, and that's kind of the same thing. The city of Phoenix is using that lawsuit to kind of say that their hands are tied. Um, and so essentially they're saying that if there's not how it was interpreted incorrectly, mind you, is that if there is not enough shelter for every homeless person on the streets, you cannot enforce anti-camping laws. And cities were essentially taking that to say we can't enforce any law that relates to the homeless population. So we came in and argued, you know, you can enforce laws on things such as arson, you know, theft, murder, things like that. And I, I want to say enforcing those laws would clean up 90% of this issue, right? And so, so with that, how, how this judge interpreted Boise and our lawsuit is that if you go up to an individual person and shelter is available to that individual person and they refuse it, you can then enforce the anti-camping laws. Rather than saying, you know, if there's 10,000 people on the streets and there's only 5,000 shelter beds, well, that's it. You can't enforce any anti-camping laws. They they made that distinction, and I think that's important to know. And, and drug use is against the law, prostitution against the law, feces and urine, that's against the law, dumping that on the street, uh, uh, theft, which is, which is rampant. These, these are all crimes, and, and the police could have arrested these people for those crimes, and that would have disbanded much of the encampment. Correct, and that's, that's what, exactly what this judge said, and he said, you know, you've done this for too long in the city of Phoenix, cannot continue to, you know, put law-abiding citizens on the hook for cleaning up the mess that the city created. And uh, I really think that this is going to provide a lot of hope for, for these other cities in the Ninth Circuit. Now, this judge, he was a, a state judge? Yes, yep. 
And and how's the city responded? Are they beginning cleanup activities, or are they appealing this, fighting it? They have. So they, they have uh, filed an appeal, um, but they've also started initial cleanups. So they're going block by block, uh, you know, one block at a time. And uh, they have until July 10th to clean up the entire encampment. That's that's what we've been told. Is that right? July 10th, every the entire encampment has to be gone. That is, yes, that is what the, the judge ruled. And, uh, you know, this this was issued a few months ago. And, and uh, up until about two weeks ago, they had one block cleaned up. So uh, that's that's where we currently stand. I have been to Phoenix a, a lot in the summertime because my son was in baseball tournaments uh, for a number of years. And I could not believe the heat. I mean, it was 122 yeah. degrees one day I was there. And the and the asphalt was melting, and and That's the pla- make things smell. And the planes couldn't take off from the airport because the air was so thin from the heat that that the the physics, the dynamics, didn't work. How did the how did these people live on on the ground where the ground must have been 130, 150 degrees? That's a fantastic question. I mean, that's it's it's really the conditions that they're living in are something that no one in America should have to live through. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, talk from the city that has said, you know, we need to show compassion. I completely agree because what they're living through on the streets is not, it's not livable at all. It's not what, you know, any American should live through. Having compassion is getting them off the streets and getting them into a better life and not, you know, not enforcing the law and choosing to have business owners be, on the hook for all this. But people must have been dying in the streets from the heat. Yes. Yep. They were. Oh, that, that's, that's, uh, so, so the cleanup. You think this could, this, this could apply to uh, some of the cities here in California that, that face the same problem because we have had this Ninth Circuit ruling being used as an excuse here for not doing anything. Correct. Yeah. And that's, that's why I think this ruling is so great here in Phoenix because, yeah, really, it lays a roadmap for these other cities to, to, you know, stop kind of hiding behind this Boise decision and actually be able to enforce some of these laws, kind of take the streets back, you know, make sure that uh, every citizen's rights are being protected. And I think that's going to be key. Who had the standing to file the lawsuit? Because you filed a friend of the court. We did, yeah. So there, uh, the lawsuit was brought by the business owners who have been dealing with this Um I could go through hours worth of the horror stories that they're dealing with. And so the business owners uh, talked with us. They talked with uh, Elon Warman, who's actually uh, listed in my article that I wrote in the Orange County Register. He he was the chief litigator on this and uh, brought the lawsuit. Well, thank you for coming on, Austin. Uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Hopefully uh, California towns and cities will pick up on this and do the same thing they did in Phoenix, with property owners and business owners. Thank you very yeah, much, Austin, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. That's Austin Vander Hayden, a municipal affairs liaison at the Goldwater Institute. And as John mentioned, they did file a friend of the court brief and supported business and property owners who sued the city of Phoenix for maintaining this thousand homeless person encampment called the zone. And they got a state judge to say, yeah, Phoenix, clean it up. You can't hide behind that Ninth Circuit decision from 2019 known as Martin versus the city of Boise. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Just one, one thing I want to follow up. We just had uh, Austin Vander Hayden on, and he was with an organization that was part of a lawsuit 
to get a thousand person homeless encampment off the streets of Phoenix. It's just mind boggling. You should go look up at the, the photos and the articles about it. The bottom line of this is all the cities, Los Angeles and everywhere else, could have cleaned up all this homeless nonsense simply by enforcing existing laws. Any excuse they give is BS. Steaming BS. They just chose not to. This is the way they want the city to be. They want people living in the streets, drug addicts and mental patients and all the sickness and and dis- disgust that it brings. Yeah, we, we learned they, this they, from, uh, I remember LAPD was telling people this in Venice a few years ago. The decision was 2019. I remember this is 2020 during the pandemic. Like, well, uh, because of the pandemic and the Boise court ruling, we can't do anything that was, about this those, those were lies. Absolute lies. They chose this path. They got this sick idea that people should be allowed to do whatever they want. And that they can they can destroy their lives in public in front of us, and we have to sit and watch. That 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 was the choice of the officials, starting with uh, Garcetti and Bonin here in in Los Angeles, and encompassing just hundreds of them at the state level, at the at the local level. They thought people should be allowed to do this. But and will we that, get a judge with the guts or the wherewithal of this state judge in Arizona to make a decision like this? To look at the Boise decision for the truth that it was and tell the city of whatever, the city of Phoenix to clean up the homeless encampment. Will we get somebody like this here if we have some business owners and property owners taking a lawsuit against these horrible homeless encampments? Instead of uh, having, you know, Mayor Bassetti go in there one person at a time and try to put them in hotel rooms. Yeah, that's a public relations stunt that she's pulling. She's not having much of an effect on the overall population. Right, because this decision tells them that you can't have an encampment. It, you just can't do it. It's there's a too, hazard. There's too many laws being broken. All these laws were always being broken by the thousands. Every day, thousands of little laws were being broken. And they could have enforced them. There was nothing illegal about it, nothing unconstitutional, nothing in that uh, Ninth Court appeals decision. Nothing. They no. just chose to, to have anarchy. They thought it's it's the rights of homeless people and psychotics, mental patients, Drug addicts, it's it's in their rights to live this way. And who were we to tell them otherwise? Now, in a story related to this, interestingly enough, because I pulled this story up and it's in the Washington Post, but it also went to Phoenix. It is the demographic reality that because America's getting older with the baby boomers getting older, so are the homeless. This is really going to complicate the problem if you have... And how many times have you seen this, John? So many people have nothing saved for retirement. So they could end up like these people when they have to stop working because they're too old to hold down a job. They're going to end up homeless. Beatrice Heron, 73, clutched a flyer offering low-cost cable TV, imagining herself in an apartment somewhere out of the Arizona heat where she could settle into an armchair and tune into a television of her own. The grandmother and former auto worker can be found most mornings in a food line seeking shade under the awning of a mobile street clinic. At night, she sleeps on the floor mat at a homeless shelter. She laments the odors of human waste outside and the thieves who have victimized her repeatedly. My wallet's gone. My purse was stolen. And this story, and they happen to pick Phoenix, which we were just talking about, highlights nearly a quarter of a million people, 55 or older, are estimated by the government to have been homeless 
in the United States during at least part of 2019. That's the last reliable federal count. How much does her family hate her? That they can't help take care of her? Yeah. Yeah, so she's a grandmother. Yeah. I, I mean, did, 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 uh, what, what's wrong in the family there? They just want Some her to people die say we don't have enough money to take care of ourselves. We can't take grandma in with her special needs. I, I don't did, know if that did, to be the case. but did, did Yeah, but you and I know that growing up, this didn't exist. Because people did take care of their parents. They did figure out a way. Right. This is becoming a bigger issue. People you know, even just... if it was a, a little a room, you know, at- attached to the back of the house or in the basement or something. I, I mean, this this is unheard of. In in most countries in Europe, this is unheard of. As oh, far as I in know. Asia too. Asia too. I mean, I I, I don't I don't understand. And this. even the, the Mexican Central American countries, they and, believe it's important to take care of your elders. And how do you live? As an adult for 50 plus years and not have money saved and not have some kind of a. Yeah, the people rely I, on Social Security, but that's scraps generally. Yeah, I, but I don't I don't understand. I mean, I mean, the, the, the one thing I just remember my parents worrying about from the earliest memories I have of them is they were always worried about having enough money when they got very old and they couldn't work anymore. Right, so and they, they, could, they, right. they both worked into their into their 70s. They kept working, and then they they had enough money when they couldn't work anymore, right? Because eventually you're going to need help with everyday activities, and and they 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 paid off their house, so at least nobody could take that away. You know, it got a little crazy at the end when they couldn't live in the house, and we had to get them into. They're uh, citing the gap living. here. You can get Medicaid, but only if you're unable to care for themselves. Many elderly homeless people are not debilitated enough to meet that criteria. Yet yeah, they're in, they they're, still have special needs. It says so, they're like adult diapers. So why didn't we fix that? Well, why is it that they have to be completely debilitated before they get Medicaid? Oh, the Medicaid? Yeah, I mean, we're given like illegal aliens health care here in California. I, why, yeah. why don't we give Americans health care before they're, they're before they're a, a pile of rotting bones? I I don't I don't understand. And I don't understand people. People have lived their lives for the last few decades. Nobody, nobody plans for the future at all. Everybody indulges in the moment. Is constantly pleasing themselves in the moment. Nobody in the family takes care of anybody. You just like grandma rot, literally rot in the street. I mean, I I can't get over that. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty. We're live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. You're listening to. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires and connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world to bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu. John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the air from 1 until 4 after 4 o'clock. If you miss stuff, you can listen to the iHeart app for the John and Ken on demand podcast. Yes, and the show's packed with stuff today. So if you're just tuning in, well, go grab those other two and a half hours on demand after four o'clock. Well, we spend a few minutes in Trans Wars world. The Dodgers have reinvited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to their Pride Night. That was a PR fiasco for the team after they invited the group and there was objections by a couple of Catholic groups. So they disinvited the group. Then last night, the news came out that they apologized and have reinvited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and their so, Pride Night coming up in June. It was the Catholics against the uh, the trans people, and the Catholics lost on this round. They did. They did. And apparently, from what I understand, there was uh, an upheaval internally. Dodger employees were very upset that uh, oh, God rescinded the invitation. Everybody is so. so woke now. <laughs> so... <laughs> so, all right. Uh, the the thing is, I mean, much uh, m- much of the uh, Dodgers following is is Hispanic, and they're almost entirely Catholic. Now, are they the type of Catholic that would be bothered by this? Yeah, but they just won't go to Pride Night. I'm sure they're still rude for the team. No, yeah, you think they give up I'm, on the team because of one night with these no, uh, crazy no, no. looking nuns? No, I but but men with nuns' outfits. I mean, <laughs> you know, I just don't. I don't get that. I, just, I see these things and I just stare at them. I, I don't get dressing up as as a nun. I don't I don't understand. Well, I thought part of you would because you went to Catholic school and you know how crazy the whole nun thing is. So yeah, you're just having it, fun with it. Even it, with the word indulgence, just go and do all you want to do. I guess, it's kind of I a, don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Parody like, of. Uh, I don't get. I don't. I never. I, you know. I never like the nuns. I don't like people who dress up as nuns. 
I just, I don't know. It's not an attractive I look. I don't, they I don't, put I don't, heavy I don't, makeup on. I'm looking at a picture of one guy with the big nun habit on his head. looks like the flying nun from the I, 60s. I don't have any uh, side I identify with here. I just want to go to a baseball game. I don't want to be distracted by anything else. So you're not going to Pride Night, I guess. Social stuff. I, I wouldn't June 16th. know. If I, if I ended up there, it's because I, I didn't know. It, it doesn't attract me. It doesn't keep me away. It's I don't pay yeah. attention. All that nonsense that goes on before a game where they're constantly honoring people I don't know and don't care about, and there's always a cause, and there's always a this and a that. There is. I know. There's always people grouped Like I said, fields. it's often the military. You go to NFL games, yeah, it's all about I, the military. I've never been into that either. I, because I've, they believe, well, in this case, they're taking what you just said about the Dodgers and Latinos. They believe that a fan base is very, very heavily pro-military, and they want to appeal to that base by saluting soldiers. Have a winning Which team. Which is fine, but sometimes it happens three times a game, and I'm like, really? I yeah, mean, but it, it's nice, but... I I liked the days where you just came yeah, it's just, to a game. it's just a sport. And, right. and you showed up because they were your team. You wanted team. to watch the team play. Right, right. And, and and hopefully you had a good team, and it was exciting. They might uh, make the playoffs. They might win the pennant. Yeah, well, it's like the old days when there just used to be an organist at the baseball games, but now right. you have to fill the scoreboard with all sorts of distracting oh, oh, advertising and, and, and then videos. And, and and some girl screaming at you in a stupid contest. Kiss cam. and a kiss cam, ugly, large Some people. guy is uh, trying to propose to his girlfriend. Or, I know, ugly, large people slopping on each other. I just... It's America's need for constant it's, entertainment. It's just so... All of it is so irritating. Just overwhelmingly irritating. I like going. I like going to like college games, minor league baseball games, it's spring, quieter, spring right. training games, like like just real real baseball thing. Right. I, I go. You know, you you go to Dodger Stadium after dealing with two hours in traffic, and then that parking lot, and then you know you got you got pounding music blaring and people screaming contests at you, and I don't. Know. I go to Rams games where it's just too many drunk people well, yeah, and fans of the other team, which annoys oh, me. Then there's uh, that. Then there's the fist <laughs> fights among drunks. <laughs> all right, two more quick trans stories. This one's really bizarre. Of course, we all know about the Bud Light story, right? Yeah. Dylan Mulvaney, right? Then they got... They're, okay. They're Target, done. do you know what the Target story? Yeah, I just found that today. A term I'd never heard before. Tuck-friendly women swimwear. I didn't. Did, all right, wait, hold on. Deborah, what is tuck friendly women's swimwear? <sighs> uh, let, me, let, <laughs> let me Google. No, no, no. no, no. You, no? you wait, never uh, bought a pair? No. Can you consider it women's bathing suit? Uh, yeah, she doesn't need a pair, John, because. No, I know. Too... I wanted to see what she knew. I, I, uh, I know nothing about would, that. Would you like a pair? Well, I'm Googling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could take that two ways. Uh, anyway, they had introduced a line of tuck-friendly women's swimwear. This would, of course, appeal to uh, people with penises who decide to identify as females. Okay, now why would I be wearing that then? That's a good question. Why would you be? <laughs> okay. But you'd, you'd need something, I guess, to tuck the, uh, the whole... Yeah, I uh, see the picture here. The whole package in tuck there? Tuck-friendly construction with extra crotch coverage. Right. So, because the swimwear is often tight and... Right, revealing. It, it's crowded in there. 
And some people who now identify as female don't want to be seen as necessarily having, a, you know, a bulge. So I guess this is a way of... Uh... So uh, that's a no? That's a big no. Uh, so Target apparently has backed off. Uh, they don't want what happened to Bud Light to happen to them. <laughs> that's got to be a small market. I mean, why did you bother? I'd... They, especially I read in the uh, Southern stores. That they're oh, pulling, it didn't go over well. They're, yeah, they're they're either pulling it or they're moving it way in the back. Oh, well, because June is Pride Month. That's why a lot of these stories so, are making the. Does it have to be? Why is everything a month now? Everything's a month now. Yes. <laughs> Bud Light's down twenty eight percent, and they think it's down twenty eight percent for the year. Well, one one of the big brokerage firms says the 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 business is uh, is sunk. I think you should just remain neutral if you really want to make money. Just don't take an aside on either. Sell a beer. Finally, of course, I think the real legitimate issue in all of this is people who uh, participate in particularly like high school and college sports, and uh, they've, uh, well, they changed genders. In particular, people who are biologically male now competing as females. That, to me, is unfair. Even Caitlyn Jenner was ranting. Remember her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it is unfair. Uh, there was apparently a transgender athlete who took second place in a track and field competition here in california and it got people pretty worked up because athena ryan uh, well was biologically a male and uh, you can certainly have an advantage being a male in sports and for all the people that want to boost women's sports this seems like a slap in the well, face it's uh, it's completely unfair and there I, i've not heard one argument that truly justifies doing this to women this is discrimination against uh, against uh, biological women Absolute the one thing that fascinates me about this debate, which I, I, I didn't see coming. We talked about this a while back on the show, but these radical feminists who don't like this because well, they believe you are still a man. How dare you mm -hmm. impersonate as a woman? I didn't see that coming because they're kind of left radical. Yeah, but they're they're there to protect women's rights and advance women. Right. These are fake women accomplishments. Yes, that's right. what that's what they think. Right. That's I what just, they, they they think. And, 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 and you're still evil. I don't care if you think they, you're a woman. They look at it as men now infiltrating and taking away female That's accomplishments. Right. Yeah. I, I should have seen that coming, but I didn't. As long as we've done this show, how, I should have seen that angle how coming. How can but. you? How can you possibly game this stuff out? <laughs> I mean, I, I'll be honest. Great. Almost every day I see something and I, it's like, well, who thought of this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How did that angle come I mean, in a thousand years, I wouldn't have thought of this concept. And it's some raging controversy. And of course, you're, you're, everyone tries to bully people into having an opinion, the correct opinion. It's like, no, I don't, I don't want to play. I don't care. How about this? I don't care about a lot of these issues. I really don't. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Yeah, you know, this happened so early yesterday morning. I think us on the West Coast weren't really aware that it was a bit of a story for a while. John, you've heard of deepfakes. Apparently a fake image purporting to show an explosion near the Pentagon went viral on Twitter. And apparently caused a little uh, problem with the stock market briefly as people were starting to panic because apparently it uh, had the old um, blue check mark. <laughs> it's a verified account, right? Oh. <laughs> so this was a verified deep fake. That's right. So people, yeah, there were photographs. It got picked up. You ever hear a zero hedge? Yeah. They went with the story too. Large explosion near the Pentagon complex.
even Bloomberg News headlines posted that too. Oh, so because really? it was on the Twitter feed, it gets picked up by other news good, services, good, I good guess. Good journalism. That's right. Don't check out the story yourself. Just print anything flying out of Twitter's bowels. Yeah, shortly after the tweet, the anonymous Wall Street News blog Zero Hedge posted the fake Pentagon explosion image to the account's 1.6 million followers with the caption, Explosion Near Pentagon. They later, of course, deleted the tweet probably before most of us out here really got going in the morning. It was already not a story, but... Um, uh, fake news organizations on Twitter that had purchased verified check marks began to push the hoax. The account Bloomberg Feed, which is unaffiliated with Bloomberg, posted yeah. the conspiracy. Yeah, there you go. It's that's, a good name, Bloomberg Feed. That's right? what you could do now. You can yeah. you can you can get uh, Twitter handles that look real. Right. You you just play with the wording, and it'll fool ninety nine percent of the public. And speaking of deep fakes, apparently a man in Africa shared fake porn pictures featuring the superimposed faces of the president and the police minister. Uh, he's been arrested for this cybercrime act of 2020. The images of unknown individuals with superimposed faces of uh, the president, whose name is Cyril Ramaphosa, and his wife were shared with police officers on social media. So uh, I guess that's a crime in that country to uh, disseminate well, uh, fakes, particularly by putting uh, uh, the president of this country uh, on uh, in porn in here, porn images. Here's a rare prediction. Uh oh, I think not too distant future, there's going to something is going to happen, something explosive is going to happen based on a fake video Deep or fake, fake photo. But like something that's going to bring harm, something because it'll cause a a reaction, overreaction, before uh, it can be before it can be debunked, called out yeah. as phony. Yeah. It'll get out of hand. Yeah, I don't know why. I just think that there's going to be some big yeah because problem. the technology's so good, it's yeah. going to fake people out because yeah. particularly as we've always said, if it reinforces something you already believe or mm -hmm. want to believe, and it looks really legit, you're going to hop on it and disseminate it. And you think it'll be it'll get to yeah. the ugly point? Yeah, I, th I think it, that'll be kind of the next form of terrorism. No, is planted deep fake videos. That oh, and by the way, Russian television picked up the Pentagon story yeah. too and started to disseminate it well, that there was an explosion at the Pentagon because that's good news in Russia, well, right? Plus, so. they probably created it. They they may have created the original fake. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder who created it. See. Uh, well, Conway's here. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, when you drive by these strikers, I drive by Disney and uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, I I say with about 98% certainty, I can tell which of those strikers have ever written anything that is sold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't. I haven't seen a It's a, a, it's a line bald yet. guy with a bad hat, a shirt that doesn't fit, and shorts. That guy's a writer. That guy's a writer. <laughs> Everybody else is uh, wrong. But, you know, uh, Mark Thompson is with us. It's Thompson Tuesday. And that's yeah. kind of cool, right? Yeah. You know, I was at a restaurant because you hear a lot about how the writer's strike is affecting the restaurants. And you always talk about the laundries, uh, the dry cleaning the dry places. Cleaning, sure, yeah. This restaurant is right across from where they are picketing. Oh. It's right here in Studio City. Very busy then. Yes, it's actually doing well. I just was encouraged to find. Oh, wow, okay. So there's, there's a yeah. Go ahead, sorry. If they can expand the picket line, is my point. They can expand it to more restaurants. <laughs> it's a plan. I'm trying to think right. of, you know, innovative strategies. If I was running a restaurant, I would invite a picket line. Thank you. Here's yes. the point. Because there's a restaurant I go to down the road. It is much more crowded since the strike started. I noticed that. Like, 
can't find a parking There's space. There's more walk-in yeah. business yeah. now. Yeah. But you know what? Your old, your dad is old school, like my dad and grandfather. When my grandfather would strike against the gas company in Cleveland, they would break heads, burn buildings, and light cars on fire. And they got what they wanted in about ten minutes. Wow. These strikers out here are too kind. Are you advocating? Uh, I'm not saying it either way. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded oddly like you were saying either way. Well, I'm just you want to get your money. I'm just saying yeah. the old strike of the old union guys in the 1950s. Send somebody to talk to They them. got their way. Yeah. I see. Okay. These guys are walking around and, uh, you know, one of them is uh, writing for, you know, the new All in the Family or Maud. And, uh, you know, doesn't really care about uh, money, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> Look, All right, you got to bust look, heads to get your way. I'm We're, just saying, it, yeah. the old school way got it done. Conway's right. old school. That's right. That's get, right. It, get it through yeah. your head. Uh, and then we have uh, Ford. You know Ford, right? The motor company. They're reversing their ban on AM radios. And they're yeah, going to put AM radios in all the car. That's great. Yeah. And you know what? That's for our listeners banging on the uh, congressmen and women to oh, do yeah. that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. I'm sure they did. They did. All right. Conway, Thompson. Ding dong. Ding dong with you guys. Live in the <laughs> yeah. 24-hour KFI. Come on. <laughs> hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.